0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Five Rings to Rule Them All. I am Sid Ziegler. This is the first episode in a couple of months. Uh, When I first set out to start to create this podcast, it was supposed to be, I've mentioned this before, just for eight months heading up to the 2020 Summer Olympics. When the 2020 Summer Olympics were postponed, I decided to keep it going till the 2020 Summer Olympics in 2021. When those were over, I tried to figure out should I keep doing this podcast it takes a decent amount of work but I also love talking to the people and so when Karina Manta reached out and mentioned that she had a new book coming out I said you know what I'm gonna restart the podcast headed into the the winter olympics which are only a few months away and Karina Manta is going to be my first guest Karina Uh, has been figure skating for a couple decades. She is an ice dancer with her partner, Joe Johnson. And one of the beautiful things about the two of them is that they're both out. They both came out publicly, and they were a a couple on the ice, if you will. Karina talks about that uh, in in our podcast uh, and talks about her new book called, uh, on top of glass. She talks about being a queer girl in figure skating, um, what that means to her. There are not a lot of publicly out queer girls in figure skating. And while there's lots of chatter about so many men being out there and, 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 and many have come out during their career and a lot after their career. Just not a lot on the women's side have, so it makes Karina's experiences and and this book pretty special. I really appreciate Karina stopping by. Um, you can find the book on Amazon and uh, well, just go to Google and type in "On Top of Glass," <laughs> and 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 do it as you're listening to this podcast, um, because I, I think it's just it's just wonderful, and that she's sharing her story is wonderful, and we appreciate her sharing her story with us this week. And so without further ado, my conversation with Karina Monta. I'm here with Karina Monta. So Karina, my first question is just about the title of the book, On Top of Glass. And I'm curious, the, the word glass, what does, this may sound so dopey, but, that jumped out at me because there are lots of words you could have chosen, but you chose the word glass. What does yeah. that mean to you?
1: <laughs> um, no, not Dopey at all. Um, I chose the title for a lot of reasons. I think first, um, the imagery of being on ice um, definitely you know, has its like comparison to glass. So I think that was sort of the obvious sort of surface level meaning of the title. But then I think um, in terms of glass, it has all these other connotations culturally with like glass ceilings. um, And then the fact that like glass is uh, dangerous. Um, And so and my experience as a queer girl in figure skating was that, um, you know, sometimes being different felt really dangerous. Um, and I felt like I had to be really careful. And I think the title evokes on those themes, um, and then also celebrates sort of like coming out and and being able to like get on top of that glass ceiling, um, and hopefully, you know, find a community of other people there as well.
0: There's a huge misconception about uh, ice dancing and figure skating and everything where we we put on a pair of skates and glide across the ice. And, and the misconception is that there is this incredible widespread acceptance, but even on the men's side, where some people think that, oh, everybody's gay, that that's not true. It's not true. And, and even a lot of the, the LGBTQ people find it hard to come out walk me through your experience as an LGBTQ person on the ice coming out.
1: Um, Yeah, so it's obviously a really long process that I get into a little bit more with the book, but the opening, the very opening of the book is a prologue. And I talk about being a young teenager and Googling, like bisexual female figure skaters or lesbian, female figure skaters. Um, and I thought I was just being like curious. Um, I didn't even think I was like clear at all yet. Um, I just wanted to know and no names came up when I did that. Um, and I did find a list of some men. Um, but even still there it wasn't a huge community at the time. Um, and you know, the sport of figure skating is still judged. Um, it's still really gendered in a lot of ways. And so I think at the time, there was a lot of work to be done and there's still work to be done in terms of making figure skating a safe um, and welcoming and celebratory space for queer people. Um, but yeah, that was my first experience was, oh, there are no other women in skating who, who are like you. Um and and I'm so grateful because since being out, that has definitely changed, and I found a a community of queer women that I'm like so proud to be a part of. Um, but yeah, it was really isolating.
0: Tell me about that. To, I think every LGBTQ person understands the isolating feeling of before you come out, and certainly before you come out publicly feeling like you're the only one, or or even if you're not the only one, you're just kind of in this silo by yourself. But tell me more about, after you shared your story publicly, what you experienced from people in the community in, in, in skating and outside of skating.
1: Yeah, um, and I should add, I was very lucky because my figure skating partner, Joe Johnson um is an out gay man and was out before I was. And so having him as a support was really um invaluable to me in that time. And I'm so grateful that I kind of got to go through that process with him um, by my side. Uh and then after I came out publicly, um, I'm so grateful, but I was met with a lot of love. Um, and it was I was so scared, and then for that fear to just be met with um, so much acceptance and celebration. Uh, our first event, I came out two weeks before we competed at the Grand Prix Skate America. Um, and we got on the ice and there were pride flags in the stands. And I just remember feeling, um, just seeing those flags and like knowing that I was, um, you know, with, with my best friend on the ice, who's also out and we were getting to represent something, kind of beyond ourselves. Uh, it was just such a special moment.
0: Um, Isolate Wait. So, so I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. What, what an, what an amazing moment you, you, you talked publicly for the first time about being LGBTQ and suddenly you're at this major international (laughs) competition and you see pride flags. And and this may be an impossible question to answer, but my question for you is, do you think those pride flags were there before and you were just realizing them for the first time? Or do you think they showed up because you had shared your story publicly?
1: Um, Okay, so I do know there had been pride flags at events before when Joe and I skated because he was out. And even like the previous nationals, there had been a few flags. And I remember taking the ice and pointing to them and being like, Joe, they're for us. But I wasn't publicly out yet. So like they were for us, but people didn't know necessarily. Um, And so I think that moment of like the flags being there and like I actually got to claim them. Um, was definitely a different feeling. And I think there are a few more of them. I don't know for sure, but it felt like there were more of them, but it might've just been my perspective at the time.
0: (laughs) It's kind of an interesting concept that uh, there's this thing that um, people who buy, um, people who buy Porsches or people who buy red cars, suddenly when they get on the road, they suddenly, they notice more Porsches or more red cars on the street. And that's that's what's interesting to me is that the figure skating world and and, and figure skating ice dancing pairs dancing all that that entire mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. it is so popular in places that reject LGBTQ people where same sex marriage isn't legal Japan and Russia.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: What I hear over and over again from LGBTQ skaters is that they feel tons of support. And that's why I'm I'm, I'm curious. And it's just interesting for me to drill down with someone like you to try to figure out was that support there before you came out or did it just, and, and, and you just weren't really aware of it or did it actually the support show up after you came out?
1: Um, it's an interesting question. Uh, and I do think um, in terms of like figure skating still kind of there being situations where um, are certain areas where you have to compete that aren't as accepting. Um, that's definitely, I know, a, a concern for a lot of skaters. Um, and I never was in the position where I was competing while out in a place where I felt like I'm safe. Um, So I'm maybe not the best person to answer that question. Um, I will say that I do think like coming out garnered a lot of support. Um, Like I heard from people I wouldn't have necessarily like known how they felt about, you know, like me being an out queer athlete. and then also just like finding other skaters who maybe um, didn't feel like they had a community either. It it allowed us to connect with one another, um, and that I think happened as a result of me being out because otherwise we just like wouldn't have known. Um, but but I do think a lot of it comes from the out athletes, right? Of saying being brave enough to. Um, share their experiences and then push the sport forward in that way?
0: Every sport is different and, and it's so tough. It's kind of like somebody just asked me, I was on NPR early this morning and they literally said the term chicken or the egg, Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. is it, is it, you know, athletes at quote unquote lower levels of sport come out and they rise up or is it, these high profile professional athletes who come out and they change the world. And what's beautiful to me, Karina, is that we have both right now that we yeah. have young athletes coming out and, and, and doing so in high school and, 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 and youth levels. And we also have these high profile athletes and, and uh, your coming out experience to me is so interesting because we have so many, we have so few um, out women um, and, and, and LGBTQ people in women's figure skating and ice dancing and pairs dancing to look to. And, and that's why I'm just so interested in, in this process like, were there was there anyone who inspired you or 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 and was it Joe were you like well if Joe can do it I can do it I'm just so curious about that process I don't mean to me I don't mean to belabor it but it really is an interesting part of the process to me
1: um yeah it definitely I mean for me Joe was a huge um huge source of inspiration and just like a great resource for me to have somebody to talk to through that process I can't imagine what it would have been like um not having him honestly um but also uh Fumi Suguri um is a Japanese skater who was out as bisexual um after competing and she was kind of the first female skater that I ever heard of who was like queer in any capacity um so she was obviously like a huge role model of mine. Um and then otherwise Amber Glenn came out um not too long after me. And uh I mean she's a huge, huge inspiration to me. Um as a skater and a person. Um and she's kind of yeah. a, a bit younger than me, but like I can't imagine being her age and just like taking that on. Um and so I'm, I'm really moved by her bravery as well.
0: When you look at uh, your book, of course you're more than just this conversation. This is of course at, at Outsports we're most interested, but in this part of the conversation, but what to you, what are the big one or two stories in your book that you think are so important to share?
1: Oh, I have to think that's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, um, even the stories that aren't necessarily about my queerness um, are still connected to it in some way. Um, I mean, some of the major themes are around the way I felt about my body for a long time in, in figure skating and just as a teenage girl. um. And like my relationships to other other people um, as a teenage girl, uh, and the fact that I had anxiety and panic attacks for a long time, and I think even though like that might not be directly associated with my queerness, I think the fact that growing up I had I felt all this restraint, and I felt like um, I couldn't allow myself to be wholly myself, um, and I felt like I really had to like restrain a lot of aspects. Um, of my identity around other people uh, all ends up tying together and sort of is is related to the clearness, even if it's not about that
0: What are you up to now? You know, I what are you up to today? Um, are, are you still skating?
1: Um, Yeah, so Joe and I still skate professionally together. Um, After retiring competitively, we joined a tour with Cirque du Soleil um, and had a wonderful time and kind of did that until the pandemic shut down touring shows. Um, And then last winter, we were in the UK on the TV show Dancing on Ice, which was a lot of fun. Um, And so we did that. And now I'm kind of just focused on book stuff um, at the moment, but definitely still professional skating with Joe um, every chance I get.
0: How much time do you two spend together? Are you beyond uh, just, you know, uh, on, on the ice, uh, you know, performing professionally? Are you two friends?
1: Yeah, he's, he's my best friend. Um, we're actually living together right now. so Is he there
0: right time.
1: now? Uh, he is. I, I could go find him was uh, probably in another room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that well it, it just, I, mean, I mean, think about that. It's just it's so cool. You know, we're we're told I talked to Randy Gardner, you know, obviously mm-hmm. decades ago, and 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 he and uh Thai Babylonia, you know, mm-hmm. they, were, they were just you know they were reported to be lovers and you know, sex, uh, sexually interested, and that was kind of expected when you danced with someone of the opposite gender. And here you two are. You're like, you're both LGBTQ. You're best buddies, <laughs> and you're just living together. You're just friends, and you're just compete. Well, you're not competing together anymore, but yeah. you're, you know, professional. And I just, I just love that evolution. And I know Randy would love, loves that evolution. To <laughs>
1: yeah um I always thought it was so funny when we were competing uh we oftentimes would in interviews and stuff people would be like oh you guys are like fighting the narrative that uh partners have to be in love you know when they're skating together um and we were like we kind of laughed about it because yeah of course like we don't have that kind of relationship but like we do love each other a lot. So it's not like we were having to stretch so far to be like pretending to be in love with each other on the ice. Um, uh, We like, we don't have a sexual relationship obviously, but we get along, I mean, sometimes better than partners who like might have that. So it is just like funny um, to see what people assume about those dynamics Um, and yeah, we're just, we're just best friends.
0: Um, what, again, so it's kind of, as we're wrapping this up, as people read your book, what, what's the, what's the big takeaway that you wanted to share? I've written a couple of books and there's always one, there's always a, a takeaway. So one key message that you want people to walk away from, and there might be two or what's the key thing that you hope when people read your book, that they walk away from the book with?
1: Um, I mean, I really hope people walk away from the book having a respect um, and a reverence for teenage girlhood. Because I think in a lot of ways, um, as much as the book is about skating, it's about teenage girlhood and like skating sort of gave me this heightened experience of teenage girlhood. Um, and I hope that people walk away from it, um, respecting and honoring that experience. And then also believing that, um, institutions can change to, to better protect, um, all kinds of people. I mean, me as a young queer teenage girl, but, but anybody marginalized, um, I hope they feel hopeful that not just U.S. figure skating or not just figure skating as a whole, but like all all these institutions are capable of, of changing, and it's going to take all of us to work towards doing that, but it can happen.
0: As I said before our conversation, you can find the book all, all across the internet, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Again, it's on top of Glass. Um, it comes out on October 19th. That's its release date. So you can pre-order it now. Uh, And please do, Karina, really, uh, the story's wonderful. She's absolutely wonderful. You should, in addition to (laughs) getting the book, head over to Instagram and follow her at Karina Manta, K-R-I-N-A, Manta, M-A-N-T-A. And you can also follow her on uh, on Twitter as she's Karina Mantras, (laughs) kinda cute. But again, type in Karina Montes, she'll come up. Uh, again, go buy her book and follow her on social media. Uh, give her lots of love. And uh, again, appreciate Karina coming on and, and chatting with us. Um, and, and hope to find you back next week as we head into the 2022 Winter Olympics. Talk to you soon.